Nothing like a little quarterback trade inside the top 10 of a mock draft. Is this something that's actually in our future? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Thursday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on a Wednesday. Hope everyone's having a great start to their Wednesday, a great start to the new year. We've got a mock draft, a little bit of a different twist on a mock draft because my friend Kyle Krabs decided, you know what, we'll throw a little bit of a wrench in the plan. We'll do a major quarterback trade inside the top 10. So we're going to do a very preliminary exploration into a topic that I think is going to consume us in the offseason when it comes to big roster moves, big potential trades or shakeups that we could see. Uh, and that involves Lamar Jackson. So we'll get into that in just a second. But before we do, we've got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online who remain your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season over to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. They feature live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. All you got to do, head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your awards. BetOnline, where the game starts. And, okay folks, I'll do the spiel here at the beginning of the show like I always do. If you're going to take part in the episode today, I hope you have read the mock draft from Kyle Krabs over at thedraftnetwork.com. It's got both rounds in it. Or, if you're sitting at your desk, you're listening to this during your lunch break, or you're listening to this at home while you've got some time, open it up on the screen while you're listening uh, to the show, whether it's on your phone or your computer, however you listen to the show. Because I think it's important to see what I'm seeing as I do this. Okay, spiel out of the way. We're not going to get into a lot of this here, folks, because we get down to pick seven and things get a little crazy. And that's where I want to focus, because for this mock draft, Kyle decided to do something different. He put some trades in here. We've seen some trades recently. Jamie Eisner did it. But this was a different trade, because it picked seven. The Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. They're not picking seven right now. Uh, If you go over to Tankathon, if you look at the order of the NFL draft, the reason why they pick seventh overall, because they trade to Atlanta, Lamar Jackson, And Baltimore receives the 7th pick, the 41st pick, the 110th pick, and then first-rounders in each of the next two seasons, so 2024 and 2025. So in total, it is three firsts, a second, and a fourth for Lamar Jackson. We're going to talk about this in two different ways. Let's talk about this from the situation that Kyle outlined here in which the Atlanta Falcons make a move to get Lamar Jackson to pair him with Arthur Smith entering year three. Atlanta took a lot of strides forward this season. They've got a lot of things that I think we all like here in the draft community. I think we love the way that they're trending with Kyle Pitts, with Drake London, Cordero Patterson, Tyler Algier. They're getting better defensively. This is a team that was competitive. I mean, what, they're 6-10 right now, but they've been competitive in a lot of the games that they've played this season. You get a quarterback like Lamar Jackson to be a steady hand there, as long as he's healthy, as long as he's on the field, we'll put a pin in that. We'll get we'll get back to that here in a second. Then you feel like, okay, yeah, a couple of those games are going to go their way. They're in a division that's very winnable. Tampa's probably not going to have Tom Brady next season. What are the Saints going to look like? The Panthers need to get a quarterback situation figured out. So if you can beat all those teams... To the punch, you can beat all those teams to finding a quarterback. Well, it's going to put you a leg up with a coach that a lot of people believe took great strides this year. I would agree with that. I think Arthur Smith deserves a third season there in Atlanta, and this would be the way to go. So that would be the if we take this scenario as a whole and look at it. But let's just look at the idea of trading Lamar Jackson here. And 
let's discuss that here on the show today because I do think the noise around this is not going away, right? Lamar has missed the last couple of games for, for Baltimore. We thought he was going to be back by Christmas, has not been back yet, Doesn't not really sure whether or not he's going to play here in the, in the season finale, not really sure what his status is for the postseason. As we're recording this show, we don't know when Lamar Jackson is going to play again for Baltimore. We also know that at the, at the beginning of this season, in the in training camp and in the preseason, there were conversations of a long-term deal to keep Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Those talks did not get anywhere. Lamar's his own agent, right? Lamar doesn't have an agent. I think he and his mom represent him. And so they, we know what they were looking for. They were looking for something very close to a fully guaranteed contract. The Ravens clearly didn't want to go to that level, at least at that juncture. And they talks got to an impasse, and they paused the talks, and the season began, the season played out. And now Baltimore's going to go into an offseason where they're going to have to make that determination. Now, this goes one of, I think, three ways, right? I think there are three potential scenarios, and you can at home decide which one you think is most likely to happen, right? It could be a combination of, the, of these things. But thing number one is he signs a long-term deal in Baltimore. They, they come to the table at the end of the season when this is all said and done, when Baltimore's playoff run comes to an end, uh, positively or negatively, it comes to an end, and they get to the offseason, and they sit down, they have a conversation. Now that football is done, they can focus on the offseason stuff. They get a contract worked out, and Lamar Jackson is a Baltimore Raven next season. Option number two, they franchise tag Lamar Jackson for the first time, first of what, three times that they can do it, they put the franchise tag on him. They try to negotiate a long-term deal, but Lamar Jackson plays under the franchise tag next season and gets whatever that number is going to look like. And with that, you open up all the can of worms of a potential holdout, Lamar not wanting to play under the franchise tag, not signing the franchise tag, all of those potential, you know, that Pandora's box opens if you go down door number two. Then door number three is they franchise tag him, but then ultimately trade him in some capacity to another team. Now, they can... They could trade him, I guess, technically before that, but this would be the path in which they would trade Lamar Jackson. They would franchise tag him, so they would retain his rights, but then ultimately work out a deal where he could go someplace else. He would play under the franchise tag, I guess, for one season, but they would work out a long-term deal, I believe, because, again, the franchise tag deadline to put the tag on somebody and then the franchise tag deadline before you can you know, get somebody to a long-term deal, those, those distances are far apart. So they could tag him and then still work out a long-term deal anyway down the road. Those are the three paths that the Baltimore Ravens or any other team have this offseason. That's it. That's the way this is going to play out, one of three ways. And we do know for a fact that I can count a number of teams that are going to be interested in a quarterback. Houston's going to be interested in a quarterback. Seattle's probably going to be interested in a quarterback. Carolina's going to be interested in a quarterback. Indianapolis is going to be interested in a quarterback. You don't think Detroit would be interested in Lamar Jackson? Atlanta, in the scenario that Kyle mocked. The, the Raiders might be interested in a quarterback. The Tennessee Titans might be interested in a quarterback. The New York Jets, the Washington Commanders. The list goes on and on, folks, of teams that would be interested in a quarterback. And not just any quarterback. But when you put a former MVP, when you put a quarterback uh, uh, as talented as Lamar Jackson in the mix, it shakes things up a little bit. This is not the Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones scenario that certain teams are going to be playing in, the bucket that they're going to be playing in. This isn't drafting C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. This is a guy that's an MVP. This is a guy that could be a difference maker, franchise changer, could take you way over the top. You don't think teams are going to fall over themselves to be interested in at least having a conversation to see what it would take to get Lamar Jackson? Yes, they would. They would be doing that. Now, again, each team is going to weigh the risk individually. 
They're going to weigh the risk of how much do we have to change our offense for Lamar? How much growth have we seen from Lamar as a passer? We already know what he can do as a runner. What what weight do we put on the health concerns that have happened over the last couple of seasons of him just not being able to be on the field? Are we interested in trading a massive draft haul and signing him to a pretty lucrative contract for a guy that isn't very healthy? Each team is going to weigh that differently. But don't let that fool you. Teams are going to be interested. Teams are going to make the phone call. Again, in Kyle's mock, it was the Atlanta Falcons, and they traded three first-rounders and a second and a fourth to get Lamar Jackson. Is that pretty close? I don't know. I don't, I'm here to tell you right now, as I sit here doing this show today, I would feel very uncomfortable giving away that trade package and signing Lamar to a long-term contract if I was the Atlanta Falcons. I would feel some type of way of giving up three first-rounders, a second and a fourth, signing Lamar Jackson to a, a, a long-term deal because I think i got other holes to fill, and I've emptied, I've emptied the draft capital cabinet. There's not a whole lot left in there. For the next three years, I'm not picking with a first-rounder. That means I'm basically locking in the roster that I've got now, and Lamar Jackson's got to take me to the promised land. He's got to take me to a Super Bowl. He's got to take me to the heights that I want this franchise to be at. And I just don't know if I'd be willing to go to that length. You know, I look at other teams. Would Washington be willing to do that? They've got a pretty good team elsewhere. Right? You feel like they're a team that makes a little bit more sense to give up this kind of draft capital. The New York Jets, everybody talks about how great that defense is, how great those offensive weapons are, how they are just a quarterback away. It's what a lot of people say. Okay, if you're just a quarterback away, you can give up this kind of draft capital. Uh, it would make me a little bit uneasy to give up this kind of draft capital. I'm not interested in giving up a first-round pick for Derek Carr. So there's, you know, there's, there are levels to this that I think are going to play out. And again, the thawing of this market is going to take place in stages. And I think the one thing we're going to learn the Derek Carr thing's going to sort itself out first, and I hate to keep bringing this back to this, but I think it's important to look at this from a timeline perspective. The Derek Carr stuff has to figure itself out by what? February 15th is the date that we've thrown around here on the show. That's the date that the stuff the stuff in his contract vests, the money becomes fully guaranteed for 2023, and then part of it for 2024. Now, again, the, the two sides could come to an agreement and push that out a little bit to give the Raiders more time to find a situation, and Derek might be willing to do that so he can keep the money that he does have available to him because if they just cut him, I don't think he's going to make what he's, it would be a three-year, $116 million deal that teams would be trading for. I don't know if he's getting 3116 on the open market. And so maybe he would be willing to push that, that date back in order to keep that intact. But that probably is going to happen first. And that's going to tell us two things. One, it's going to tell us who's in the mix. We're going to hear who's making phone calls. We're going to hear who this is coming down to. And we're going to hear who potentially made phone calls and Derek said, thanks, but no thanks. I don't want to waive my no trade clause to go there. And then ultimately, it's going to take one of the potential chairs out of the game of musical chairs for the quarterbacks. Right, because somebody's going to trade for Derek Carr. It's going to keep the Raiders chair firmly in the center because they're still in the mix. But it's going to remove one of those other chairs. It's going to remove Indy. It's going to remove Seattle. It's going to remove New Orleans. It's going to remove the Jets. It's going to remove Washington. One of those teams is going to get removed from the mix. And then you can start to reshuffle the chairs and say, okay, now who is going to make some sense here for Lamar? And I think this is going to happen in stages. So I appreciate uh, Kyle giving this a bit of an exploration uh, here in this mock draft because I do think this is the, what, what's going to happen. If Lamar does get traded, it's going to involve multiple first-round picks, and there's going to be a team that, that's picking pretty high in this year's class right now that's not picking there because they traded for Lamar Jackson. And Atlanta right now could be one of those teams. It makes sense. Kyle points out in the, in the, in the mock draft, in the story, that the Falcons were players in the Deshaun Watson market last offseason and were probably the de facto leaders until the Browns came in late with the fully guaranteed contract. And so... I wonder if Atlanta would then make 
that happened this time, and they wouldn't want to let Lamar Jackson uh, fall out of their purview and go to that fully guaranteed contract. Maybe they will. Again, I don't know. It's going to be each team's independent thought on their willingness in terms of trade capital and in terms of contract and in terms of risk assessment of what they want to do here. But again, I think as always, as we always talk about when having these conversations, and I think this mock draft is another example because you have a trade between two and three for the Seahawks to move up to get Bryce Young. You have a trade between Carolina and Arizona between one and nine for Carolina to trade up. You have trades all over the place. And what do all of these trades have in common, at least in the top half of the mock draft for Kyle? They're all trades for a team to secure their franchise quarterback or who they think to be is their franchise quarterback. Quarterbacks run the NFL world. And in an offseason where you have big markets like New York, you could potentially have Baltimore, you could potentially have Washington in the mix. When you have teams that are heavily going to be in both the quarterback trade market, the quarterback free agency market, potentially the quarterback draft market, you are going to create nonstop buzz and nonstop action. And in the center of all of that is going to be the Lamar Jackson situation because it's either going to end with him staying in Baltimore or it's going to stay with him going elsewhere. And both of those stories are big deals because if he stays in Baltimore, that contract's going to be a little interesting to see how it plays out. If he gets traded, well, of course, Lamar Jackson being traded and going someplace else and all of those suitors lining up to potentially trade for him is going to be a big story and it is going to have an impact on the draft. You're telling me that in a world where Seattle doesn't land Lamar Jackson, that that all of a sudden changes what they do here with the two picks that they have in the first round? You're telling me that if somehow Carolina is able to acquire Lamar Jackson, it, trades, it changes what they do with a top 10 pick? If they're able to keep a top 10 pick? Right, because in this scenario, they might have to trade a first-round pick. But Seattle has two first-round picks. You think Houston, if they're able to trade for Lamar Jackson with two first-round picks, you don't think that's something that would change the way the draft plays out? And so this has a ripple effect. These, these dominoes fall in a way that when free agency and when the trade market plays itself out, it changes the needs and it changes the order that we see. And so right now, just as we're getting comfortable, just as we are getting to the point where we feel like this order is locked in in some ways, I'm here to tell you, it's going to change. This order is going to change in some way because quarterbacks are going to be on the move. Big-time players are, are on the move frequently now. Wide receivers are on the move. And this is a big quarterback offseason for a lot of teams. And what I think is going to happen is the way that this order sits, set, situates itself after the Super Bowl 1-31, through 31, it's going to look very different on draft night. That is my early prediction. And it's in large part because I think Lamar Jackson is going to be on the move and is going to be playing elsewhere next season. This is just a, a, a preliminary view. And it feels weird to do this still with games to be played, but Kyle explored it in the mock draft, and it's just been rattling around in my brain the last couple of days. And I wanted to talk about it here on the show. We're going to talk about this again in the offseason. So just consider this uh, class 101 here in the Lamar Jackson offseason. We'll get to, you know, one, what was it? Would be 201 would be the next class up if we were going through. It's been a while since I've been in school. It would be 201 next time. So maybe we'll do Lamar Jackson 201 here in the offseason when we get a little bit more information and as we get closer and closer to this process actually playing out. But yeah, in the mock drafts, we've got we've got some spice here from Kyle Krabs. And hey, folks, go over and check out the whole thing. He's got, you know, two rounds of picks. There's blockbuster trades everywhere. He has quarterbacks on the move in the second round. He's got Derek Carr getting traded in this uh, 
mock draft as well that ultimately plays itself out in the second round. So you're going to want to take a look at that uh, as well uh, because there's a lot of things that go down here in this mock draft. So it's getting to that point of the season where we've we got more information. We know where some people are going to be on the move, and it's going to impact uh, what the uh, the scouts do in these mock drafts. So that's going to do it for us here on the Thursday edition of the podcast. Appreciate you making this show a part of your day. Hope 2023 is getting off to a good start for each and every one of you. Uh, we've got a big playoff weekend here in store. Week 18 of the NFL regular season. Playoff berths on the line. Playoff seating on the line. We will see how it all plays out. Still waiting to hear where it on this Bills-Patriots game and whether or not it's going to get played here this weekend and what uh, the NFL is going to do scheduling-wise. So we're going to keep an eye on that. We'll be back tomorrow probably with a bit of a preview of what is what is at stake this weekend here in these games, what will we know, what do we not know, and how the scenarios will play themselves out. But appreciate you making this show a part of your day. Appreciate Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. Everybody make it a great rest of your Thursday. I will talk to you all tomorrow.